I'm Dr. Joe Esposito, and welcome to our podcast for the health of it. Remember to subscribe to our podcasts, and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. The information presented on this program is not intended to take the place of your personal physician's advice, and it is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Discuss this information with your own physician or healthcare provider to determine what is right for you. Are you suffering needlessly? Dr. Joe can give you advice on how to naturally get well and stay well. Dr. Joe Esposito. Today we're going to be talking about stress. How many people have stress? Raise your hands. Of course you have stress. Everybody's stressed out. And you have stress from uh, physical problems. Uh, Pain can cause stress. Chemical problems. Eating a bad diet. Holidays. Family. COVID. There's a lot of things that are causing stress right now. And I want to talk about what stress is. What the physiological effects that means how your body works, how stress affects your body. And then we're going to talk about some things that you're doing very innocently that are causing stress that you could easily fix. So it's a lot of good information. And of course, if you're just joining us, uh, we've been doing this show now for, gosh, well over a decade. And so we got a big following. And our website, drjoe.com, has over 1,500 hours of podcasts. And any podcast service that we have, you can look me up, Dr. Joe Esposito. The name of our podcast is For the Health of It. So if you like this, you can tune in and get our podcast. So I want to talk about what stress is. Stress is your body's reaction to harmful situation. Now, it could be real, could be perceived. Many of us have had this thought in our head, oh my gosh, something's bad going to happen, and you stress over things that never really happen. So even perceived stress is going to have the same physiological reaction as actual stress. So you might feel threatened, and when you are, a chemical reaction allows your body to react so you can prevent injuries. The reaction is known as what's called fight or flight. So fight means I'm going to stand up to the stress, I'm going to fight it, or flight, I'm going to run away. Uh, Either way, the body responds the same way. So during during a stress response, your heart rate increases, your breath quickens, your muscles tighten, your blood pressure rises. You're getting ready to act, and you're ready to protect yourself. So even a perceived stress, I'm so worried about what's going to happen, that perceived stress is going to create this fight-or-flight reaction. So stress means different things to different people. Some people... Uh, may respond to something where other people, it's no big deal. You meet people like that. They're like, how are you so relaxed all the time? It's just their innate way of dealing with stress. And so, so everyone will have a different reaction to it. And some people are so stressed out, they're like little chihuahuas. They're nervous all the time. They're jumpy all the time. That's not a good thing because short-term stress is actually good. But if you have long-term stress and it doesn't go away, that's when it becomes a problem. So symptoms. Because people say, well, Dr. Joe, I don't think I'm stressed. And then we do an evaluation on them. And sure enough, they're like stressed out the wazoo. So emotional stress. You may become easily agitated, frustrated, moody. How many people are like that? We all know someone like that. You feel overwhelmed. You're losing control. You're not able to take control of a situation. Having difficulty to quiet your mind and relax. You lay in bed. Your mind is racing. Uh, You feel bad about yourself. You have low self-esteem, loneliness. You're depressed. And you start to avoid others or social situations. That can be emotional stress. And if you have those things, you're suffering from stress. Physical symptoms, how about this? Anybody have these? Uh, Low energy, headaches, upset stomach, diarrhea, constipation, nausea, uh, pains, uh, uh, muscle tension, uh, chest pain, rapid heart rate, insomnia, frequent colds and flu. If you're under stress, you're weakening your immune system. And we've done a lot of shows on the website about the immune system. Uh, Loss of sexual desire or even ability. Uh, Nervousness, shakiness, ringing in the ears, dry mouth, clenching your jaws, grinding your teeth. These are all signs of the symptoms of stress. 
Again, could be physical stress, could be chemical stress, could be emotional stress. This is how you're displaying that stress. Cognitive function. Cognitive means what? How your brain works, how you think. So you're constantly worrying, racing thoughts, inability to focus, poor judgment, uh, being pessimistic, only seeing the negative side of things. And then behavioral. Maybe that's a change in appetite. You procrastinate a lot. You increase your alcohol, drugs, or cigarette intake. You exhibit more nervous habits such as nail biting, fidgeting, pacing. So you could look at your symptoms and say, yes, I'm experiencing a lot of stress. In our office, we can also measure something called cortisol. Cortisol is a hormone it's released by your adrenal glands. And cortisol is supposed to rise in the morning and it wakes you up. And then as the day goes on in a perfect world, your cortisol levels start to plummet. Then you get tired, then melatonin kicks in, and then you go to sleep. That's a perfect world. However, when we measure your cortisol levels, if the cortisol level is constantly high throughout the day, you've got a problem. Is it chemical, a physical, or emotional stress? That's what we're talking about. What's causing the stress? With every patient I've ever seen in the past 37 years of my career, every patient, we want to get to the cause of their healthcare problems, not just treat the symptoms. Now, you can have physical stress and we can get you some medication. And a medication will you know, knock you out. Well, that's great. That'll relieve the symptom, but it's not treating the cause. So whenever we have a health issue, including stress, what's the cause? And that's what we're going to talk about today. So long-term effects of stress can be pretty dangerous. Now, again, you're sitting at a red light. You're late for an appointment. You start getting stressed out. A part of your brain called the hypothalamus kicks in. And hypothalamus sends a message to your, to your body and says, something's wrong. I've got to release these stress hormones and get the body working again. So the hypothalamus sends these stress hormones into the body. The breath quickens. Your muscles tighten. Uh, your hair stands on end. And you're getting ready for an attack. Now, if you're sitting in traffic, chances are you're not going to get attacked. But you're stressed out. And once again, we can measure this for, through blood work or through even a, a saliva sample. We can measure the cortisol. So stress is natural. It's supposed to happen. Everybody has it from time to time. Some of us more than others. Some of you less than others, of course. Uh, the number one stress that we experience as humans is death of a loved one. There was a, Han, a researcher, I don't know if he's still alive or not, Hans Selye out of Canada. And Hans Selye measured stress levels in people. And he said the number one thing that causes stress to humans is death of a loved one. And I think if you've had someone die in your life, and I come from a big Italian family, I've been to a lot of funerals, you know that that's true. The number two stress, what do you think the number two stress is? The number two stress is moving. Now, with situations where you may have to move from a new job uh, to a new relationship, to a new house, to a new town, when you move, that's the number two stress that we have. And so many times when situations occur, like, I don't know, global pandemics, for example, many things can happen. It could ruin a relationship. It could, you not be able to see your family. Uh, you may lose your job, you may lose your house. And so there's this stresses that kick in and the body responds by firing off these like things like uh, cortisol. So you might have irritability, anxiety, depression, headaches, insomnia. So I wanna talk about how it affects your body and the different things that occur uh, in your body so you understand what's going on. You may not realize that you're in a stressful situation because a lot of people are stuck. Remember the old Elvis Presley song, I'm caught in a trap? You're stuck there. And you think, well, this isn't stressful. I've been in the same marriage, relationship, whatever, for years. Well, it could be long-term stress going on. You don't even realize it anymore. So your central nervous system, that's the, the brain and the spinal cord. Central nervous system is the brain sending messages down your spine. 
The peripheral nervous system are the nerves that go from your spine out to your body. So there's the central and the peripheral. So the central nervous system takes charge of the fight or flight syndrome. The hypothalamus gets the ball rolling. It tells your adrenal glands to release, release stress hormones like cortisol or adrenaline. These hormones rev, rev up your heartbeat. They send blood rushing to your arms and your legs, takes it away from your digestive system. And now we're into that fight or flight mode. When the perceived fear is gone, the hypothalamus should tell the systems to go back to normal. If the central nervous systems fail to return to normal, or if the stress doesn't go away, for example, you're in a bad job or a bad relationship, the response continues. So chronic stress is also a factor of uh, how, you, how you respond to it. And your behaviors may, ch- behaviors may change. You may eat too much, not enough. You may have alcohol or drug abuse, social withdrawal. So when you start to see these things, you may be blowing it off as, well, I'm not socializing now anyway, or I'm in a situation where I'd rather uh, just stay home and eat and watch TV. These can all be indicators. And that's why you may not realize you're having these stressful reactions. We can do a cortisol test and see where you are. And when we find that, then we can say, yeah, it's pretty bad. Uh, Respiratory and cardiovascular systems are affected. Uh, During stress response, you breathe faster in an effort to distribute oxygen quicker to your body. If you already have breathing problems like asthma or emphysema, the stress can make it very hard to breathe, could even be deadly. And so under stress, your heart pumps faster. Stress hormones cause your blood vessels to constrict and divert blood into your muscles and away from your digestive system. So herein lies the rub. You're under stress, chemical, emotional, physical stress. Your body is taking blood away from your digestive system to send it to the muscles. Your digestive system isn't able to break down foods and absorb nutrients properly. Your muscles are working overtime, because you're under stress, and they need more nutrients. Your digestive system can't give them the nutrients because it's not able to break the food down. You're not able to absorb the nutrients. And so now you're more stressed. And so now you're caught in this cycle. The stress takes nutrition away, the blood away from the digestive system. Digestive system can't absorb nutrients to supply the muscles when they're under stressed. And so you get more stressed out. And so that's why it's really important that we come to the realization that yes, I'm in a stressful situation. What steps can I take? Yeah, we're gonna talk about that. I gotta kind of lay the groundwork here. So your digestive system, of course, is gonna be effective, uh, affected. If you're under chronic stress, your body may not be able to keep up with the surge of glucose that it needs. Glucose is the type of sugar your muscles and your brain and your nervous system use as fuel. So glucose is released from your body even if you're not eating sugar uh, and you're under stress, like long-term stress, your liver starts to produce glucose. It's through a process called gluconeogenesis where the liver breaks down proteins into sugar. And so if you're in this ketogenic diet, which I'm not a big fan of, by the way, um, and you're you're not giving your body glucose, the body's gonna say, dude, I need some glucose. And then the liver's gonna take protein and convert it into glucose anyway. So if you're under chronic stress, the body can't produce enough glucose. That's why many times you overeat. You're trying to get those glucose levels up. Stress can increase your risk of developing something called type 2 diabetes. Now, diabetes is what we call a comorbidity to a lot of other diseases. Sometimes it's primary. But things like COVID, most people, if they get COVID, recover unless they have a comorbidity. That's when you see the death rate skyrocket. But the same thing with colds and flu. Same thing with any other disease. If you have one disease, the body in most cases is able to deal with it. When you have diabetes, heart disease, obesity, cancer, uh, you eat bad, you're under stress, these comorbidities allow these other conditions to kind of set up shop. 
and really cause a lot of damage. So when it comes to stress, I want you to consider what are your comorbidities? Do you have high blood pressure? Go to our website, drjoe.com, type in blood pressure. We have a whole two-hour lecture we did on blood pressure. Maybe it's diabetes. Maybe it's uh, obesity. Type in weight loss. Type in uh, whatever it is, cholesterol. And listen to the shows we've done on the comorbidities. And when you're able to address the cause, that's when you start to get healthy. You can't get healthy unless you get to the cause of of the problems, no matter what it is. So if you have stress, let's assume I'm, uh, I'm stressed at work, okay? And then I have high blood pressure. Then I'm obese. Then I'm on all these medications that are affecting my liver. Now the body can only send out so many warriors to fight the battles. So we say, okay, what can we do about blood pressure? Listen to the show we did on blood pressure. Maybe you need medication. Maybe not. And that's the nice part is we give you options. And again, some people need medication. I'm not against medication. I'm against unnecessary use of medication. Maybe you have pain. If I have a blazing headache, I want to take some acetaminophen to get rid of my headache. But then I want to go see one of my doctors and say, hey, find out why I have this headache. Is a bone out of place in my neck pinching a nerve? The number one cause of back pain is pinched nerves. Chiropractic care is the most effective, least expensive treatment for back pain. So when it comes to back pain, you should consider chiropractic first, always. Now, we can't fix everything. But in many cases, that's the solution. Most effective, least expensive, and the fastest with the least side effects. Why wouldn't you do that first? That makes no sense to me why anyone would go anywhere else when it comes to back pain as your primary portal of entry. Now, if I'm screaming in pain, I've lost bowel and bladder control, yeah, maybe we need to get you to the emergency room right away. But if you're able to function, you need to come go to a chiropractor, I feel, first. If it's something we can't treat, we then send you, we have a medical doctor as well, we send you to a medical doctor. And if that's not something we need, we can send you to one of our surgeons. And if it's not a surgical case, maybe we send you to a physical therapist. So we have a team of experts that we work with that can, that can work with you. But I like to think of uh, our team, our offices, as being the captain of the ship. We're going to drive the ship and say, okay, go this way, go that way. And so if you have issues, you might want to start with us. And we have offices in Marietta, Duluth, Stockbridge, and West Cobb. We'd love to be your doctors. Um, then we can say, okay, what else is going on? Do we have comorbidities? Well, the stress is causing a glucose issue, which is causing an insulin resistance reaction, which is causing type 2 diabetes. Let's address the type 2 diabetes then. Had a patient come in the other day, a very rare autoimmune disease for his liver. No treatment whatsoever is available. And unfortunately, they wait till it gets bad enough in most cases, and then they put him up for a liver transplant. Only option. Young kid, 20-some-odd years old, very stressed out. His father listens to my show all the time. And he came in, and I said, okay, everyone's talking about your liver. Let's talk about the fact that you have an autoimmune disease. And his eyes lit up. And he said, well, no one's ever talked about that before. They keep talking about the autoimmune disease causing the liver issue. But what's causing the liver issue is the autoimmune disease. So now we look at that. We say, okay, let's get you off the things that irritate the immune system. Wheat, dairy products, got to cut those out. Build up your immune system. Take vitamin D2, uh, D3, I'm sorry. Um, vitamin D3. Take glutathione, which is a supplement that helps the liver heal. Uh, super greens, an essential source. Don't stop your medication. Let's add this to it. And then let's fix his stomach. He had a lot of acid reflux. So the stomach can push up against the diaphragm. And when I'm stressed out, that's what happens to me. And so I got to go in there and have one of my doctors adjust or pull my stomach down away from the diaphragm, physically relaxing my stomach. And then my acid reflux goes away. Then I'm able to digest my food again. So if you have acid reflux, heartburn, burping, gas, bloating, many cases, it's a physical problem, not a chemical problem. And what do we try to do? We try to treat it chemically. 
Once again, I'm not against the chemical treatment, but let's address the physical uh, components. Many times that solves the problem. So if you're having digestive issues, heartburn, acid reflux, that becomes an issue. Now your body will increase stomach acid if it's under stress. Eventually you can burn out, so to speak, and then have too little stomach acid and with similar symptoms. And so now we have to go in there and find out why. Maybe we've got to get you on some digestive enzymes. Maybe we've got to pull the stomach away from the diaphragm. Maybe we've got to get you eating something raw at every meal because raw food has enzymes in it. If you're eating nothing but cooked food, how many people eat nothing but cooked food? Most of you. Eat something raw at every meal. Broccoli, cucumbers, avocado, salad. Raw food is going to give you the enzymes that your body needs to break down your food. And as we get older, our enzymes drop. It's part of the aging process. And I say, if you want to do anti-aging work, and of course, I think all of us want to do anti-aging work, we have to get our enzyme levels up and we have to get something called nitric oxide levels up. Nitric oxide opens up your blood vessels and allows to increase circulation and can help lower blood pressure. So if we can get nitric oxide levels up and enzyme levels up, along with a good diet, along with getting the physical issues addressed, now we have a healthcare plan. Most people have health insurance, but they don't have a health plan. And the health insurance is supposed to pay for the health plan, but many times people don't know what a health plan is. Treating symptoms, I don't consider a healthcare plan. It's necessary, it's part of it, not the whole thing. We wanna get the nervous system working, the digestive system working, and your diet fixed. Those three things are the core to having a healthcare plan. And in our offices, my doctors are all trained by me, um, and they have their own training as well, and they're my personal doctors. So if I don't trust them taking care of me, I don't trust them taking care of you. And so my doctors, I believe, are some of the best in the world, and that's my opinion. And you can argue with me if you'd like, but no one's ever been proven me wrong yet. So when you're under stress, we're talking about other things that happen. I got off on a tangent there, didn't I? Uh, the muscle system, muscles tense up. When muscles tense up, they attach to bones. Bones can be pulled out of place, pinching nerves. Nerves control organs. Nerves control muscles. So if you have pinched nerves, you might have pain, but here's the hook. 90% of your nerves don't feel pain. You can have a pinched nerve and not know it. And those nerves control the organs. So I don't feel my blood pressure. It's controlled by nerves. I don't feel my spleen. I don't feel my prostate. I don't feel my toenails grow. All controlled by nerves. So in our offices, we check the nerves that feel pain and we check the nerves that don't feel pain. So we're just treating pain, we're ignoring 90% of the body. And much of that is attached to, the, well, much of that is related to the muscle system because the muscles can spasm when you're under stress. Another symptom of stress could be loss of sex drive. Stress is exhausting to both the body and the mind and it's not unusual to lose your desire when you're under constant stress. Short-term stress may cause men to produce more male hormones. Testosterone is the male hormone and women too. Testosterone's in, in both. But this effect doesn't last. Eventually, if you produce too much, you burn out and then you produce less. So if stress continues for a long time, testosterone levels can drop. This can interfere with sperm production and ability to function for men and women when it comes to romance. And chronic stress can also increase infection in prostate. And so many times men have prostate issues. And one of the first signs is you got to wake up and pee a lot. And when you pee, it's not coming out as smooth as it used to. Now, yeah, we're going to get older. Things are going to get weaker. I get that. But if there's a, uh, an infection in the prostate, that's weakening the immune system. So what do we do? Instead of treating the prostate, which we probably should, I should say, in addition to treating the prostate, we want to treat the immune system. Make sure you're getting away from sugar, which blows out the immune system. Getting away from stress if we can. Again, my, my, uh, my, my personal immune protocol is Dr. Joe's Super Greens, Dr. Joe's Essential Source, Dr. Joe's Glutathione, and Dr. Joe's Vitamin D. I can't imagine 
not taking that every single day. And all the supplements, by the way, we talk about are on my website, drjoe.com. You can pick them up in our offices or you can order them online. We're more than happy to ship them to you. And the kicker then, of course, with the immune system, with stress is the immune system. So the immune system uh, can do a lot to keep us alive, of course, but when it's long-term stress, it can increase your risk of risk, risk increase your risk of infection, uh, not healing, wounds not healing. And over time, stress hormones weaken the immune system and your body's ability to fight off foreign invaders. And now suddenly, you may be used to some things. And again, I'm not going to give you a lecture on immunity. That's on the website, drjoe.com. But when you're exposed to something, let's assume a virus, your body learns what it looks like, how to respond to it. And then when you're exposed again, your body says, oh, I know how to do this. Wait a minute. Let me get these specific white blood cells and go send it out and fight the, the battle. That's the principle behind the vaccine. I give you a vaccine. Your body learns this is how what we fight. The problem is when a virus mutates and viruses always mutate. That's how they stay alive. Their job is stay alive. So if they realize that somewhere out there, virus is getting killed off somehow innately, and we don't know how this all works, that virus will say, I got to change so that that, that that antibiotic doesn't work. Well, antibiotics don't work on viruses anyway. That immune system uh, attack that we've been exposed to, we as viruses, uh, no longer works because we've mutated. And so that's why I feel even if we have vaccines, things are going to keep mutating. And so my goal, and again, what you do with vaccines is up to you. That's a personal choice. You got to build up the immune system. And we know, I mean, we, I did, I've done a show not long ago on vitamin D and people that had normal to higher level, higher normal levels of vitamin D reduced their risk of infection dramatically. And in fact, one study was out that people with normal vitamin D levels had a 50% lower risk of getting COVID. That's huge. 50% reduction. That's crazy. And so even vaccines sometimes don't have that kind of response. And so <clears throat> it's really important that you keep that vitamin D level where it needs to be. And in our office, we can check your vitamin D levels. We can also check, by the way, your testosterone levels and your estrogen levels, and we can see where is it. And sometimes with testosterone, kind of go off on a tangent here, because when I said sexual you know, uh, function, everybody's ears perk up. We can test the testosterone, but your testosterone may be normal, but there's something called free testosterone. Free testosterone is the testosterone form that makes everything work in the body, men and women. So if you have normal testosterone, but low free testosterone, we got to boost that up. Now we can do things like we can even go as far as uh, bioidentical hormones, but many times it's something as simple as giving you boron. Boron frees up the testosterone from the bound testosterone to make it bioavailable, usable. There's also a supplement, we don't have it on the website. I'm working on a formulation for this, by the way, called fenugreek. Fenugreek can help raise your testosterone levels. Then the boron can help free up the testosterone. So if our fenugreek is, is put into the diet and then we have enough boron in our diet, many times the testosterone levels are normal. Now, if you got confused on that, don't worry about it. I'll, I'll move on. But hey, just so you know that there are ways to boost testosterone aside from just uh, drugs and hormones. Um, and by the way, this show and over 1,500 hours of other shows are going to be on the website, drjoe.com. And you could just search, put in a search bar what you're looking for and it'll come up uh, and you'll find it. So we got to deal with the mental, chemical, and physical stresses uh, if the body is ever going to get well. And again, the second part of the show, I'm going to talk about some things that you're doing that might be making a mistake. If you have any questions, send them to me through the website, drjoe.com. If you want to make an appointment to come see us, if you have neck pain, back pain, shoulder pain, numbness, tingling, go to our website, make an appointment. My team of doctors is really good at dealing with pain. 
The initial visit was 375. That's an exam, x-rays, consultation, first adjustment, and then the second visit going over your x-rays and doing a, a nutritional evaluation. That was 375. We've reduced it to 199 through COVID. We're trying to make it easier on folks. Again, all the supplements are on the website, drjoe.com. But if you have a health issue, stop suffering needlessly. So many people come to us every single day. Again, we have four offices. We're very busy. Patients come to us and say, Dr. Joe, why didn't I do this sooner? Why didn't somebody tell me about this? Get the nervous system working, the digestive system working, and your diet. And in most cases, you'll see a dramatic improvement in your health. Folks, I'm Dr. Joe Esposito. Tell your friends about the show. The website again, drjoe.com. Catch you next time. Thanks for listening to For the Health Fit. Remember to subscribe to this podcast and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. You can also listen to and call into my radio show live Sunday evenings from 7 to 9 Eastern time on wsbradio.com and on a WSB radio app.